It's the Winning Ticket Podcast, where having fun is minus 1,000. With your hosts, Dean Contrino, Joe Hoffman, Zach Nasciolo, and Johnny Della Luna. Everybody, it's Wild Card Weekend here on the Winning Ticket Podcast. Uh, and to David Coley, Matt Nagy, Mike Zimmer, Joe Judge, Brian Flores, and Vic Fangio, hello and thank you for listening. Uh, <laughs> we, we hope you enjoy this episode uh, as your careers take a different direction. What I'm actually most excited about, guys, uh, is that we have uh, one of our old hosts who we love dearly and we missed you on the show. Joe, yeah, you're back to, to do some playoff stuff for us. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing good, man. Got a lot of hot takes here. So I gave you guys a ring, and you guys are gracious enough to let me back on, man. It was a pretty, it. pretty good season, and uh, we're always talking behind the scenes. So it's cool to get on the mic again, man. Yeah, I think I name-dropped you like, like four or five times this year. <laughs> so uh, Joe was just chomping at the bit. He's like, hey, I heard that you that you mentioned me again. I'm in. Yeah, it's, it's a nice condensed uh, slate here. So that's why I was really pumped to get on. I mean, we got six games, and we can really hash it out, get after it. Hot so. take coming in early. Yeah. You ready? You ready for Let's this hot it. take? Yeah. I'm not a fan of the Monday night game. Ooh, that is a hot I'm take. I'm not a fan. Uh-huh. Give, give me the three and three. I love spending my whole day watching football for, like, I love football Sundays. I love watching football all day. Give me the fucking one, four, eight agree. slate on Saturday and Sunday yeah. all Put these all day. Out weird. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, right. that's Especially, my hot take. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you're a, you're a Cardinals or Rams fan, like, that, why Monday night, you know? Like, they're going to be the ones most excited I mean, to watch it. And not and feel only like that, they're the luckiest team because they get the most rest. Right, but it will create an un... I, I guess a rest disadvantage For the going winner. forward. Yeah. For the yeah. winner. I didn't even think of that. Good yeah. Point. yeah. Well, you know they're going to get the Sunday game, obviously. Right, right. Who have the winner that will They'll play. They'll probably get Sunday night or something. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. And uh, last order of business, as we put a bow on the 2021-2022 season... Um, you could go back and listen to our NFC and AFC props. Um, Dean put together a nice little screenshot of a lot of the bets that hit, um, which were a lot. We definitely won you money. Um, no question. And maybe we'll put that on social media instead of kind of diving down into everything. Um, but we'll also probably do like a, maybe an end of season recap of this kind of stuff. Um, like after the playoffs, we know we want, you know, we know you want your, your playoff picks. And, uh, I complete the, uh, the trio here. All of us now are official big bank winners. Uh, it's been, it's great to be back on top. Uh, I should say on top for the first time. Um, and last week I, I get, I hit everyone with another, yet another dog pound win. Uh, and then that, uh, Niners same game parlay, um, which turned into a straight up win by them. So, um, just, uh, that, that is my final, my final, uh, season exit as I, as I take my place atop, uh, yeah. here. John, you went with, uh, with the double, I, I was, I was going into the whole thing of like, oh, maybe we'll do like Mario Party-esque stars where like someone will win the big bank, someone <laughs> else will win the dog pound, but you ended up sweeping both. It's funny. Um, I actually ended up having, I ended the season, uh, I believe six and three up eight units. So, uh, maybe this was my time to like kind of make the comeback a little bit too late hopefully we'll make you guys some money uh moving into the playoffs hell yeah zach any any last words on the uh on the season before we go into playoffs i got nothing i had a last a uh, big disappointing week uh <laughs> and i don't really want to harp on it zach's fat lock was was a loser i did not get back to even on the year 
the Jets broke my heart. I pushed on that. And uh, I'm, I'm utter shock the Patriots uh, got smoked. Mm-hmm. That was uh, that literally ruined most of my bets. I was <laughs> yeah, so got, high on the – I was Washington. really high on Washington, really high on the Patriots. Washington took care of business. The Patriots did not. So, uh, yeah, I might have a little bias when we talk about that. Patriots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sweet. Let's get right into it. No sounders, no segments this time. This is just straight playoff football. What we're going to do is we're going to go through each of the six games. I'm going to go in chronological order um, to how they're going to play. I'm going to read out the spreads, the totals. Uh, and for what it's worth, I'll read the money line stuff, too, in case maybe you want to take an underdog. So let's start uh, this Saturday at 4.30, January 15th. We got the Raiders at the Bengals. The Bengals are giving five points. The total line is at 48.5. The Raiders are at plus 180 to win, and the Bengals at minus 220 to win. So who wants to tackle this one first? Uh, I'll, I'll take it. I, I'm a little bit of a hung jury here. I mean, you guys aren't going to get as uh, just a, the nature of this show format. You're not going to really get as strong uh, as the Big Bank where we were like, this is my play and this is my units that I'm putting on it. I would lean to the Bengals uh, laying the five. I know that there's some four and a half. This is down about one and a half to two points from open. And I think the reason is um, originally um, I saw, you know, Raiders just played an emotional game. They won in overtime to make the playoffs, and now they're traveling on the road in a, the earliest uh, time slot to go play a, a pretty damn good Bengals team offensively. Uh, so I think, you know, I could only lean uh, Bengals minus five, but uh, I'm not really that strong on it. Yeah, you know, uh, I'm, I'm the other way, but it's not that heavy. I'm leaning Raiders. Um, the only reason why I haven't bet the Raiders is because, well, well let's put it this but the reason why I think that the public is coming in on the Bengals is because they've won in really exciting and really flashy ways. So Jamar Chase and Burrow just won everybody a bunch of money in their fantasy finals. Uh, the last time we saw them, they were, you know, shoot uh, shoot out with the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Like, can you get really any better in the AFC than than that game? I mean, I don't think there's any chance that we see sharp money come in on the Bengals. But, I mean... Zach consumes a lot of fantasy and uh, NFL content, as we all do, and we were talking pre-show. And he was saying, actually, that the Raiders, believe it or not, are are kind of a consensus pick. So I thought I was being a little contrarian with that lean. But as it turns out, I, I might not be contrarian at all. So, spoiler alert, this is my play this week. All right. I you Right now, you can get the bangles on FanDuel. I just looked it up as of whatever time it is, 8 o'clock on Thursday night. Uh, at Bengals dropped all the way down to four and a half from six and a half opening line, which I took. I actually thought this game would go in the opposite direction. Uh, so I'm going to be going back in on this game at four and a half. The reason why I think this is such a slam dunk is simply the Raiders were just dealt a shitty hand. They played the latest game out of all this late on Sunday against a divisional opponent with their lives on the line. And they played five quarters of football, which is mm. taxing. All yes, right. Yes, yes. Yeah. So that's why I, I didn't bet. Correct. It, you know, like so these can't. guys, after playing five quarters of football, have to travel to Ohio, play probably a game that's going to be in like 30 degree weather, which usually means you're. What's going to happen? You have more injuries. It'll be harder to catch the ball. You have to establish the run. Right. All mm. things Raiders have not been great at this year. Um, so for me, it's, it's, it's really just the spot. The Bengals had the opportunity to rest everybody last week. 
So they're coming in as healthy as they're going to be. I don't think they have many people. I think all of the players are coming off the COVID list. Uh, so you're basically getting a two-week, well-rested Bengals team going against the Raiders that just limped into the playoffs. For me, it's the spot. Do yeah. I think – now, if this game was the Monday night game, mm-hmm. I would have a completely different opinion on right, it. Right, right. Yeah. I just think it's the spot. They have basically a five – so five yeah. days turnaround to get healthy. Cross-country travel. Cross-country travel. Yeah. And they probably tough. are only going to practice, what, probably two days yeah. realistically? Yeah. So it's just way too quick of a turnaround when you got to assume that mm-hmm. Zach Taylor and the Bengals kind of have an idea of who they're going to play against. Right, right. So they've kind yeah. of been like, okay, I mean, we're either playing yeah. the Chargers or the – or the rate. I mean, right. I, they, and they were, they they were at home watching yes. the game too, so they could see Absolutely. in live time what's going on. Uh, the the interesting thing too that um, I feel like you know that it's it's good that you brought up is the fact that you know the, the Bengals are going to be super um, you know well prepared for this. I mean, they didn't have to prepare for the Browns because they were resting. They probably exactly like you were saying doing the walkthrough already, mm-hmm. that kind of thing, and also having that home field advantage uh, should help them out a little bit. Yeah, I mean, it's, it, it, it's, I think it'll be a good game. I think it's just one of those games where the Bengals are going to pull away at the end. Mm. Uh, and, and just I think the Raiders are going to run out of steam. Yeah. That's my prediction. At some point, too, you have to try to guess uh, when will everything, you know, kind of catch up to them. You know, with all the, the Gruden and the, you know, the cornerback the that had a gun on Instagram Live. Like, when – when is enough enough uh, to the point where like these players are looking around being like, you know, why now I'm not trying to suggest like, Oh yeah, they're not going to get up for the game. But like at some point, like, let's just say they, um, you know, I was saying before we recorded, you know, if they go down big, like if they're down 10, nothing, are they going to really look at each other and be like, rah, rah, let's rally the troops. Or are they going to be like, ah, shit, you know, we knew that the bottom would fall out eventually. Yeah. It's important to note too, Dean, you bring that up. Their last game they played this season, they lost big, 32 to 13. I think it was in midseason. Um, for me personally, I actually am with Joe here. I think I lean Raiders just a little bit. Um, uh, again, just just getting the points. There's, you know, Zach, you say they limped in the playoffs, uh, into the playoffs. They're actually on a four-game winning streak. Um, and as we know with these teams, you know, when you're hot, you're hot. Um, and while the Raiders aren't the most talented, the Raiders probably know internally – I mean, like, you guys know I'm I'm the you know I'm the theater guy and the I, I I love the drama, I love the Hollywood type stories. I mean, what a what a story this would be if the Raiders actually had this really uplifting push through the playoffs and like won and you know despite their deficiencies, despite everything that happened, you know, uh, we're gonna go over the coaching carousel sometime down the line. All the coaches that were fired. It's important to note that you know Rich Bisaccia's name is brought up here a lot, but I think he's been doing a stellar job. Um, he led his for team sure, to the playoffs. Yeah. I mean, for crying out loud, who, yeah. all the coaches that got fired did not do that. So what? So I, I'm yeah. not going to throw away Rich Rich Bisaccia's, uh performance. And I just like, this was a game I was going to like, um, I, I really thought I was going to fade the Raiders, uh, but after I saw how how hard they played, and I know it's a short week, I, I like them with the points here. And mm. um, Listen, it's a new coach, uh, new quarterback, same uniform, though. Do the Bengals escape the ghosts of playoffs past, and can they get <laughs> past wild card weekend? I think that's an important thing to ask. This is obviously – I mean, actually, I shouldn't say obviously. I'll ask you guys. I mean, is this Joe Burrow-led team? Do you think it's as good as those Andy Dalton teams were at that point? Is it better or worse? 
I think it's better. Yeah, I, I would, I would definitely better. say better, too. Okay. I think they just have more uh, skill overall. I, th- I think their defense, and of course, uh, you know, now we're getting a little bit in the weeds here. I think their defense maybe needs a little bit of improvement, but it seems like they cover fine. The Raiders offensively, I mean, they don't really have that big pop passing game. I know that Brian Edwards had made a couple of plays and stuff. Even though the Raiders put up points, they don't really get, uh, you know, plays in, in chunks. And John, actually, you mentioned the Raiders and Bengals already played each other this year. Wildcard weekend has all rematches besides one, which will be the 49ers wow. and Cowboys. So um, in that first game, the Raiders, uh, you know, abused uh, Darren Waller. He had seven catches and probably 45 targets. So um, he's someone who's been banged up a little bit. It's going to be interesting to see, you know, if they do something completely different, because I know that Waller has been really not involved recently. Right. Yeah, he's been slow to come back. Um, They they can if Waller does turn 100 percent. I mean, that offense just opens up that much more. It's weird Mm -hmm. because for me, Waller is. He's a good tight end. I don't really compare him to like the Kelsey, George Kittle. I don't I don't put him in that echelon. And maybe Raiders fans out there are just like calling me a dummy for, right now. <laughs> maybe I haven't watched enough of it. But either way, he comes back healthy. They they start to do well. So I would lean Raiders. Um, I think we're ready to move on to the next game, right? Let's um, do it. Sure. And uh, I, sh- I should say, too, to, to the audience here, uh, again, like Zach mentioned, 8 o'clock, it's Thursday night here. Um, I'm reading lines off of DraftKings. Obviously, you're going to want to always odd shop in your favor. You know, like if you right. want to take the Bengals and and lay as least amount of points as possible, you heard Zach say on, an, on non-DraftKings it was 4.5. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, as we go through these plays, always, always, always odd shop. And if you can wait until at least Saturday or Sunday, that'd be great too. All right, so the uh, second Saturday night game, it's another. It's a great division one. Um, I called the first meeting between the two of them something that will literally be played in the Hall of Fame. Uh, this is Patriots at Bills. The Bills are giving four points, home favorites. The total here is 44, Patriots plus 170 money line, and Bills minus 200 money line. All right, let me let me start with this one. So this was my runner-up for the play of the weekend. Um, I have a heavy, heavy lean Patriots plus four. Um, also a, a nice, sizable lean to the Patriots plus 170. Road teams are 21-11 and one against the spread. Um, home favorites facing divisional opponents, which is the Buffalo Bills scenario, three nine and one against the spread uh, since. Wow. Our- that is. So I think it's one of those things we always say, you know, uh, playing a team for the third time is pretty tough. They, of course, split the two games. But I think um, the first game, although it was a little bit fluky, uh, I'm going to go ahead and use those words. John, you were saying that, you know, it's going to live in infamy almost where the Patriots <laughs> famous ran the ball every single play and uh, the Bills, you know, really didn't have an answer for it. The second <laughs> game I want to hone in on because the Bills played and basically it was their Super Bowl and they can't. They pulled out all the stops. This was that was kind of their game to like, you know, put their feet in the ground and say, you know, we have to win this one. And I'm not saying that that game had more motivation than a playoff game, but I could totally see if the Bills, you know, if their walkthroughs are just like, yep, we know the Patriots, we know what they're going to try to do. And when we have the best coach of all time getting points, um, someone who's been in the playoffs time and time again, uh, to come up with something completely new and unique to really confuse them, I think that the Bills might get caught out as um kind of the frauds that they are and it, the one thing too about the bills even if they do win i will be looking to you know kind of bet against them in the future because the way that they run their team is very anti what i like um as we mentioned john they took two and a half games without punt, punting at all 
Um, you know, they go for it on every, on every fourth down. It's very highly volatile while Bill Belichick just kind of takes points and, and chances that he gets. I think that's going to really matter, especially when it comes to covering a spread. So give me the Patriots plus four. It's not my official play, but it's it was uh, my runner up. Yeah, I'll just I'll jump I'll jump in just real quick because I'm with you, Dean. I like the Patriots a lot this game. I like plus four would be my pick. Again, not my official play, but I definitely I definitely lean in that direction. Um, the Bills. It's so funny because this time last year, I remember on this podcast saying that the Bills are are a Super Bowl contender and they can't just live in that. They have to actually do it. Make the Super Bowl. And give your fan base something to root for. And in a strange way, I don't. They have not gotten better or worse in my eyes in that stance. They are still a Super Bowl contender, but I still don't believe in them until they actually make the goddamn Super Bowl. So um, this would be a huge. I mean, if you're a Bills fan, if you're the Bills themselves, this is a massive wild card weekend game. It's a division opponent against the greatest coach to ever coach the game with a rookie quarterback, though. So you gotta you gotta win this one. You just absolutely have to win. Mm-hmm. Um, and of course, I like the Patriots just because I think that their uh, chance to win is is high. And also that plus four is still is always very very nice. Covers you in a field goal game could be mm-hmm. an easy win out there. Yeah, John, you said it at the end actually. Um, that was kind of a big part in what I took a look at this game. It's the rookie quarterback on the road. I think historically that doesn't bode well. Obviously. If we were to just look at stats, I mean, Belichick probably is the best coach really in any sport just mm-hmm. by, you know, his win percentage and uh, titles and stuff like that. You know, the, the things that matter. Mm-hmm. So, uh, look, I, I, I lean to the Bills. I, I It's a very interesting matchup because what the Patriots do well, you know, they, they, they're kind of matched by what the Bills do well. You know, like the Bills can pass over pretty much anybody and they'll put up 30, 35 points against anyone, but the Patriots defend uh, the pass pretty well you know how, how are the Patriots going to run the ball against the Bills Rundy which is I think I want to say like 18th or 19th it's not exactly good I wouldn't say it's below average but mm. it's not a strength so I don't know I look at the game pretty evenly so I tried to go a little more macro like I, you know the Bills they they made it to the first round they lost they made it to the second round they lost I this just seems like it's one of those moments where you know they're a little more experienced and I think experience matters so I think Sure. Of all the, the handicap pieces, I'm going to go with the experience one and try to fade the rookie QB here and, and lean to the Bills. So, looks like I'm against you guys to uh, to start, man. I don't, I don't want to lean the other way here. I got to have some official plays sooner or later. <laughs> yeah, definitely. very very interesting. So, my feelings on this game are really honestly, I I, I think I'm going to sit back, relax, and enjoy this game. I think yeah. I might tackle it with props. Might be the way I go again. Uh, might go at it. Um, so what I am looking at is I'm going to take Mac Jones under 203 and a half passing yards. Will be my play for this game. Simply because I know that the weather is possibly going to be an issue again. It's supposed to be absolutely freezing cold, and I really do believe uh, that the best way for the Patriots to win this game is on the ground. Not saying Mac Jones can't, you know, throw a couple of touchdowns, um, but I, I, I think this game is too close for me to have any real leaning towards. Um, and yeah, I'm looking at it right now, Buffalo. It is a high of 11 degrees. Wow. On Saturday, means wow. that I think the Patriots are going to do kind of what they did last time, which was we are going to 
run the ball down your throat. Good luck stopping us. Um, so, yeah, Mac Jones under 203 yards uh, will be my play. See, I, I'd be interested in seeing what are the stats based on, like, temperature versus wind. Like, when I hear mm-hmm. of a bad weather game, I I think of, like, like pretty much what we saw the first time. Right? Like, the Bills in 30-mile-an-hour wind is atrocious. Yeah. But if it's, like, if it's, you know, just cold, I don't know if that affects – Anyone really? You know, they got plenty of heaters I don't know, man. and jackets. It is, it like, is a high, fine. a high of eleven yeah. degrees. Typically, when it's that cold, it's not just cold and no wind. Yeah, and I'm sure, I'm sure with wind chill too, it might feel a little bit colder. I think the one thing too to to focus on is not only that, but if that was a, like a throwing team, well, let's just say that was Joe Burrow and it was like. 203 then then i would be like all right maybe you know let's get into the the wind gusts and stuff like that but this is a team that wants to run the ball anyway they already beat the bills running the ball so that, that might be one i might look also you know to piggyback off of that attempts maybe yeah yeah, yeah or completions or something yeah, like that. yeah, yeah. attempts completions something mac jones under <laughs> is the way yeah. i would attack that yep that that's just my play and i'll that's it, small play i i'm not picking a side here because quite frankly uh I guess if I, all right, if I had to pick a side, I would probably, oh, God, I guess I would lean. Hung jury. Uh, I, I don't know. I'm not even going to pick a side because I could see I could see a scenario where, like, I, I could pick a, a valid side for both. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, if you're allowed a same-game teaser, do that. Yeah. Go, go uh, Patriots plus what? Patriots plus 10, Bills plus 2, and... That would be really be, uh, cool, actually. A really <laughs> close game. Yeah. I used to be able to do it on the uh, the, yeah. the illegal, uh, the legitimate bookie I had before he died of COVID. <laughs> yeah, I you can, can say these things now. Yeah, I think actually, dead. I think that um either William Hill or Fox Bet in New Jersey actually allows you to do the same games, but I know that they jack up the the odds. Yes. So, so I would do like a mm-hmm. ten point ten point three team tease, and I would probably take the under. And then both the Patriots and Wait, the Bills. So, so you could do the same game. So what if it was what if it was Pick'em and you got both at plus six? You could do that. I would literally take out another mortgage and, and do that. <laughs> I mean, you realize how many outcomes you're covering. That's unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. So but this guy must have been. It'll be like minus. Broke, it'll be like minus one fifty. But it's ten points. It's not even six I points. don't care at all what I'm winning. <laughs> but it has to be three, no. So it's got to be three teams. Cannot do two let's, teams. Let's, let's bring in a, a whole other game. <laughs> that's <laughs> good. That's gonna be interesting. That would but be really cool. I can't do that, I'm pretty sure, so I'm yeah. going to stick to my Mac Jones under. That'll be my homework. I'm going to try to find a, a, a legal, <laughs> reputable sports book that will allow that. <laughs> <laughs> Wonderful. All righty. Let's move on to our first Sunday game of a three-game slate. Uh, and this one is the Philadelphia Eagles at Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Bucks are giving nine and a half points. Should be noted here in the drafting sports book. It's actually for plus 105 odds, uh, and the Eagles getting nine and a half is minus 125 odds. Uh, the li- the total line is 46. Eagles plus 280 to win. Buccaneers minus 365 to win. What do we like here, boys? Uh, this is my complete stump. I-, I lean the Eagles with the points, obviously, just because I feel like all the absences on the Bucks are going to. Uh, you know, maybe catch up to them at some point, but I don't feel that strong about it. The one thing that I will mention about the Bucks is that their um, reversed correlation when it comes to the game total and covering large spreads. And what that means is um, I've heard that they've covered double digit spreads. Of course, I didn't look this up. This is not my own information, but I've heard that they've covered like 10 or 11 point spreads and also hit the under on certain games. So I know that, you know, you are, are thinking you just go, I'll take the nine and a half and the under. I know that the, the Bucks somehow have been playing 
not correlated. I believe last week, right? Was or uh, the first time they played the Panthers. I think the final was like thirty-one to twelve or so, and that ended up being they covered the spread and the under hit. So just something to caution if you if you want to go, you know, with a lazy approach and just go, you know, points and under. Um, I guess I would lean the under as, as more strong, but uh, yeah, I, this is my official pass. Yeah, I, I lean to the under, but this is also my first like here. I like the Bucks to cover. Kind of uncharacteristic of me to uh, be laying uh, a lot for the favorite to cover. But I've been doing that a little more this year to some success. I think capitalizing on some teams that are just ill-equipped mm-hmm. matchup-wise is a good way to go about it. So, I mean, when you have this kind of a spread, you look at motivation. Obviously, both teams are highly motivated. So I wouldn't exactly say that uh, the, the Bucks have any kind of motivational edge to the Eagles. Uh, I would mm-hmm. say the kicker for me, we've already seen Bucks eagles before earlier in the year, and we already know exactly what happens. Fournette had like five or six screen passes on the first drive, and the <laughs> Eagles don't change their D. Their, their whole approach is we'll just play as far back as possible. We'll limit big plays. Um, and unfortunately, it took that game for me to learn that because uh, I had a DFS lineup that did not go very well. I didn't have Fournette. And that was uh, kind of the kicker. But Fournette should be coming back, should be healthy. I think they're a little undervalued here. Yeah, him and Bernard will be playing. Yeah, I mean, so what does that mean? That's past, that's, that's check down city. And that's exactly what the yeah. Eagles uh, give up. So I think the matchup is great. Um, I love them to cover even up to double digits, probably around that 10 area. So uh, that's that's my first official like for the pod. That's interesting. That That may have changed me into a like. Yeah, I agree. I, I saw this... I, Fun fact, when this game opened, when I was looking on uh, mm-hmm. on Sunday night, it was, I, if I'm not mistaken, it was like 11 or 12. Wow. It was that high, and then literally I refreshed the app in like 20 minutes, and it went down to like 9. Mm. So people got a good number uh, on the Eagles early. For me, once again, the Bucks are banged up. Eagles are relatively healthy. They should be having everyone back. But fun little tidbit here, the Eagles have not beat a team with a winning record all year long. Yeah, wow. I, think, I think it's important. Less, less, less point here. Um, I think, and I didn't really get to mention this because it would sound stupid, but the important thing to remember here is the Eagles stink. And the, <laughs> and, and what Dean mentioned about the Bucks, how mm-hmm. they, they will cover, but also the under will hit, mm-hmm. that's code for they're really good. Yeah. They put up 40 and then hold you under 10. Yeah. That, you, like, that's yeah. a really good team. Right. So that's that's what I'm into, man. I, I like to bet on really good teams. <laughs> surprise, surprise. <laughs> yep. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I just can't. I know this is going to sound square. It's just I, I loathe betting against Tom Brady. Yep. As yeah. you know, I was slobbing on his knob all last year. I, <laughs> every week that man won me like yeah, you at got least the better of me. five units every single week. Um, so I'm I'm going with Joe. I'm siding with Joe. I'm taking Go, the baby. Bucks. Uh, I'm I'm warning you though. I am cautious of the Bucks. I think they roll this week. Next week, I can almost guarantee you I will be betting against them. Ooh. All right. He's yeah. going to he's gonna do it. Yeah, I think it's just one of those things, Zach, to your point. Any team in the NFC East, you have to take that with a grain of salt. So uh, maybe I'm foreshadowing what my official play will be. Hey, I, I have a feeling we are now going to have the same official play. All right. John, anything on the Eagles or, or are we, yeah, we getting so to it? I, I, I'm actually with all of you guys. I, I, even though the spread is high, I still favor Tampa Bay here. Um, Lest we forget, I know that the, the Buccaneers and Eagles played earlier this season, but now they're in the playoffs, and mm-hmm. the last person to hand Tom Brady a Super Bowl loss was the guys in green. 
So um, I think that when Tom Brady like plus revenge is a nasty combination and they won 28-22 earlier this season, but I think there's something special about a wild card weekend um, that he's going to want to really play up for. Uh, and I think the Bucks will wake up too. And uh, I see it reminiscent really of last year. That's This is exactly what happened with the Buccaneers. They played a not-so-great NFC East team to start off. Um, they only won by eight points uh, against – but there was also like – like Tyler Heineke like was feeling himself that game too. Like it was – Out of his mind. Yeah. yeah. Like I don't, I don't see the same here. I think the Eagles are very talented. And I actually have to give kudos to their coach, Nick Sirianni, for taking a team that was – seem to be destined in, in rebuild mode and has put them in the playoffs. I mean, this is an accomplishment of a season for them just to get here. I think this, though, is where their story ends. And I, and I, think, I think it is, like Joe was saying, by probably double digits, it's probably going to be something crazy like, you know, like a 35-20 game or something. Yeah, um, so, so, so I do have a, a nice little, uh, you know, factoid in. If the, if the spread does get up to 10 or above, home teams favored by 10 or more are 5-0 and against the spread in the last five double-digit favorites, of course, that's 10 uh, or more, are 7-1 and against the spread in the playoffs overall, not just Wild Card Weekend. Wow, that's a great stat. Oh, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Um, so let's go into, it looks like we, uh, maybe a double like is coming up on this next game. This is the Sunday afternoon 4.30 game. San Francisco 49ers at Dallas Cowboys, a storied rivalry. Two of the biggest franchises in the NFL. The Cowboys laying a field goal, three points. Line on that uh, for the total is 15.5. Niners, underdogs, plus 145. Cowboys, minus 165. All right, let's 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 hear what you guys think on this one. Because this one, personally, I had this was the hardest game I had. I would probably pass, but I would I, I don't know what to lean to. I, I, I appreciate that, John, because I know that you have been high on the Cowboys all year and maybe even in years past. So maybe you might want to turn that Giants hat in. Uh, maybe maybe you can let your, your true self come through. But no, um, my my official play for the podcast will be I will take the better team getting a full field goal here. Give me the 49ers plus three. I think that they're also going to win outright. But uh, my official play will be I'll gobble up those points. I know it opened at three and a half. I do have that ticket. Um, there's a, many ways to slice this. I think Joe might have an agreement. But um, this is something that I stumbled on earlier. Dak Prescott is 53 and 32 as a starter in his career. But if you take out all of his games versus the NFC East, which has been a bad division more or less since 2016, when Dak became the starter, he's only 28 and 26 as a starter. Um, is he a good quarterback or the beneficiary of playing in a weak division? I think it's going to be the latter. Uh, this offense just hasn't been right. They beat up the Eagles backups. That, that, that does absolutely nothing for me. I think that uh, when it comes to the coaching matchup, too, I rail against Mike McCarthy as often as I possibly can. I think that the Niners have the better coach, the more talented roster, and they're just the overall better team. I think they're going to go into Dallas, who admittedly doesn't have a great home field um, because you know they're America's team and – um, you know, everyone goes to Dallas. It's a great stadium to go and root. And 49ers are also a public team. They have a lot of fans in a lot of states. I think it's going to be a 50-50 crowd, and I think that the Niners are going to roll. Not much to add there, Dean. One one thing that I will be changing, however, is I'm going to be taking the money line. Wow. So I'm throwing away that key three. There it is. Um, but uh, look, like I said, not, not really much to add on top of that. I think matchup-wise, it's even better for the Niners. That's kind of a theme. Like, Mm-hmm. Some of the numbers were okay this week, but I tried to look more granular at like some of the player matchups. Mm-hmm. There is literally this literally should be the title of the show today is who's going to guard Kittle because I think he's <laughs> just going to have ten catches 
and have 100 yards. I mean, they don't have any cover linebackers. It's going to be ugly. Uh, they're versatile with the way they run the ball. I think that it's it's just going to be an overtype game script, and, uh, you know, the Niners are going to roll, man. I, the reason why I'm taking the money line here is because I heard a stat uh, that I confirmed mm-hmm. since the – I think it was 99, uh, the underdogs win outright, uh, and the favorites cover. So what that means is I'm basically just throwing away the right. point spread if I have any kind of, uh, you know, inkling to to this – actual side in general. So it's, it's a 90%, uh, whatever you call it, uh, ratio. Yeah. Yeah. Not nine to 10 times. The spread doesn't matter. Is right. what I'm trying to say. So that's why I'm just going to throw it away and take the Niners money line. So I agree with everything you said there, Dean. Yeah. And I have another stat just to, to throw on top since 2017 in wild card weekend. Um, there has been an underdog outright winner in 12 of the last 14 years. So this, this could be the one. Makes sense. Does make sense. And uh, I'm with John. I'm going to put my Giants uh, bias. Uh, I can't see through my bias. All right. Yeah. I'm credited against the Cowboys. Uh, for that reason, I cannot give you guys a solid handicap. So I'm going to agree with <laughs> Joe and Dean. I will not add anything else um, yeah. because, quite frankly, my voice should not matter on this game because I am I am blinded <laughs> by my prejudice. That's how it's going to be next week when the Packers host the 49ers. <laughs> I don't care what the line is on the next Packers game. I'm taking the Packers. Yeah. <laughs> Throwing it out there. Do you guys like uh this is a random prop I'm I'm shopping through. C D Lamb over sixty and a half receiving yards? Yeah, yeah That's I actually a great prop bet. Yeah, I do, man. He he's the number one receiver in an over game script that I'm predicting. And mm. yeah, I mean I, I like that up a, all the way. Just I, I love that. Multiple units. I was gonna say what what quarterbacks do the Niners have to contain them? No, they're they're beat up at yeah. I, that's why it's it's this is textbook shootout. Like this mm-hmm. is it's going to be Kittle and Debo and Lamb and, and Schultz, and it's just it's just going to be a blowout. Yeah, this is this is going to be a fun one. And like you said, Dean, it's the only one that's not a rematch. Um, yeah, so a lot of, a lot of fans like us are going to be licking their chops. So awesome! I think I'm gonna I think that'll be my my lean is is a uh, CD Lamb over sixty and a half. Uh, That's a good one. I'm going to throw that in. Let me just go ahead and say this, too. Right now on Thursday, we're looking at, um, you know, plus three. It was three and a half. And then also the money line looks like the Cowboys got a little bit of early public money. Just want to bear in mind that the Cowboys are a very public team. So you may not be able to recognize when Sharps are coming through and betting on the Niners. Uh, The Niners are also a pretty public team, too, um, Mm -hmm. just because of, you know, yesteryear success and, and things of that nature. So. It's going to be one of those things. I know that it was three and a half. It's down to three. Uh, my my official prediction would be that the books will make this two and a half at, at some point. So wow. I would say take the three if you're listening early. Hell yeah. Take the three. Always get the better number. All right. Last Sunday night game uh, is going to be the Pittsburgh Steelers at the Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs laying the biggest spread of the weekend, giving 12 and a half points to the Steelers. Total line, 45 and a half. Steelers... Obviously, the biggest underdogs at plus 450, Chiefs' biggest favorites at minus 630. What say you, gents? Um, I'll, I'll start because it seems like we've been just going in, the, in that circle that way. <laughs> sure. um, I read the stat that uh, double-digit favorites at home are 7-1, 7-1 against the spread in wildcard weekend. Um, home teams favored by 10 or more, 5-0. and Those are pretty solid trends that I would definitely back. The one thing, though, is for some uh, hardcore fans – in the Big Bank, I actually had a play on this game um, when they played 
the last time I actually had the Same under. Here. I had yeah, the Steelers. Yeah, so I had the yeah. under of 46 yeah. and a half. Uh, no, excuse me. I had the under of 45 and a half. And the game total landed exactly on 46 to really fuck me. So, John, what was the, the total again? The total on this one was was funny enough. It was 45 and a half. <laughs> yeah, I think actually just because I was burned, I think we're going to go over 45 yeah. and a half. And it, actually, the reason is this. The Chiefs um, had everything going right, and they pretty much stopped playing for the whole third quarter. Uh, Late in the third quarter, early fourth quarter, they stopped. They took out all their starters, and the the game still went over. So I think that you know the Steelers make it a little bit more competitive, but I still see the Chiefs scoring. Uh, I'm also going to look at the Chiefs uh, team total over because I think that you know when you bludgeon a team that badly in the same building and then they come back again for another helping, I just I really can't see the Steelers turning it completely around. I think it will be a little bit more competitive. And in that regard, it will be the Steelers scoring more points than they did the last time, which was only 10 against the Chiefs' backups. So I think that the Steelers put forth a better effort. I still like the Chiefs' um, full game, but I will be taking the over. Yeah, I don't have any disagreement, really. I This is an official pass for me. Don't have a lean, don't have a like, but I mean, everything you're saying makes sense. Like it, mm-hmm. I, I don't want to take Steelers with the points here. There's a chance that they, just, they, they only score once. And that's why I am not taking the cheese. I know Ben Roethlisberger came up this week and literally said, oh, yeah, like, you know, we're probably like a 20-point underdog, so we're most likely going to lose, so we're just going to have fun, like, sarcastically. Mm. Like, I am sorry. You know who the Steelers remind me of? Mm, They remind me of the 2015 or 16 Giants that made the playoffs, where Mm. all year long, the games they won because their defense was outstanding. And mm-hmm. Odell Beckham managed to take a screen pass 75 yards for a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they I don't can't, the Steelers D is that They good, can't. Well, they're not. Yeah. The right. Steelers can't score points. Like, I've watched yeah, enough Steelers yeah. games yeah. in whole. Like, I don't. I mean, the only way they're going to cover this game is if the, if the Chiefs revert back to that, like, week six yeah, to week stinky selves. 10 selves where they were, like, <laughs> only scoring two touchdowns. Yeah. Uh, I'm just not falling for the bait. Everyone's like, oh, motivation, Ben's last game. I'm sorry, guys. The Steelers are just that bad. Yes, they're okay defensively. TJ Watt, defensive player of the year. He's a stud. Mm. But this game very well should be a blowout at home. You're liking the Chiefs. I'm liking the Chiefs. I'm laying the points. Yeah, and I think another thing that um, I know that you may be listening at home, and uh, I know that it just happened today, but uh, Juju Smith-Schuster actually is eligible to return. And that's something that um, we're going to talk about definitely next week with, uh, you know, Derrick Henry coming back. And I know Cam Akers played this past weekend. So some of these injuries um, of some of these players that have been out for a long time may be coming back. But in what capacity? I mean, Juju's been out basically. Smith-Schuster move the point line? Not at all. And that's why I wanted to address it because I know every single time we've released our episode, someone on Saturday will come in and be like, well, they get Juju back. I I think that's a non-starter. Um, if anything, though, it might help them, you know, if they could trot them out for a couple decoy routes, not like the defense is going to be paying attention, but maybe that could help the over in a very slight way. Yeah. You yeah. kind of, John, real quick before you, before you jump in here. Yeah. I think that, uh, I've just thought it is now, we all kind of seem to agree on the game script. Uh, if you have it available, do they have Ben Roethlisberger completions or attempts available? Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I don't know if I want to go yards because his like average depth of target is, is like one yard per pass attempt, but yeah. like, there's like, completions, like Yeah. Yeah, like that, that might be something that I would so take a look at. 24 and a half is the line. So, sorry, you said 24 and a half? Yep. Yeah, I mean, he could end up throwing 50 times. To, and it, Deont- mm. Deontay Johnson on the drags and screens to Najee. That might be something to, to take a look at. I, I would I would entertain that for sure. I, I'd obviously have to 
take a look, John. But, you know, that, yeah. that seems pretty good to me. We all agree on that game script. Oh, yeah. Also, another thing that, that I, I have made a lot of money on in the past in the playoffs is Patrick Mahomes, for some reason, runs a lot more in the playoffs. Um, I don't have those stats actually crunched. Right now, they don't have a rushing line, although they do have a, his longest rush over 10.5. I could totally see a third and 10, and he just runs and extends the ball for an 11-yard. So I would take that over as longest rush, although it's not very ironclad. I will be looking for Mahomes over on rush yards, though. Yeah, I think that's a great bet. I think the props are definitely um, pretty heavy, just just like in the in that Cowboys game. There are a lot of skilled players. A lot of offense, razzle-dazzle. Um, even though the Steelers are terrible statistically on offense, they still have playmakers who can get it done. Um, this one, for me, it, it's tough because I I think that... the and, and Ben Roethlisberger echoed what I'm thinking, and maybe that's why I think this way, uh, mm-hmm. this week when he was on the mic talking to reporters, telling him essentially, like, hey, we know we're not particularly great. Um, he... he I don't know if you guys actually saw this. He was very candid. Uh, as only someone who is literally one game away from retirement can be. Um, he said that, like, we're probably 14 out of 14 out of, like, the teams in the entire playoffs. They know what they're wow. up against. They know the That's Chiefs. That's rare that you hear that, man. Yeah. I yeah, I'll have to send you the link. It was, it was really interesting. Like, he just – he kind of just, like, going off on his own team and just saying, like, he wants to have fun. And, like, it's just mm. so – like, it's almost dangerous to do it that way because then watch – the Chiefs, like, watch Mahomes just, like, wake up on the wrong side of the bed that day, and then the Steelers, like, win a close one. But Oh, you think it's, like, the reverse psychology? And it may, like, you should try that. Like, Kirk Cousins should be, like, I suck, and then... <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, that, that's an interesting thing. Yeah, I'll say this, though. My lean, though, despite what he says, and maybe he is using it to motivate, I also could, like, close my eyes and be like, oh, yeah, the Chiefs won 40-16. to 16. And they easily covered, and this game was never a game. And right. let's go on to Monday night. So, like, so I, I think my, my lean would definitely be towards uh, the Chiefs. And also, Joe, I just happened to look up uh, Roethlisberger's longest completion, also as a prop, and that line is thirty-three and a half. And I think I'd take the under there oh, because unless time. someone mm-hmm. breaks tackles, they are not getting thirty-four yards. Yeah, yeah. Your, your hope is literally like a, one of those stupid like Claypool fades that hasn't right. worked in two years, or, or like blown a, coverage. Yeah, like Deontay just takes a drag forever like that's your best bet there yeah that you know what's funny I, I think that if you are listening and you completely disagree with that maybe just take exactly like you said Deontay Johnson or Chase Claypool over I'm, I'm looking longest over catch yeah or, or longest catch for him, right for sure yeah oh yeah that's pretty good too I think it's gonna be a run after catch because I don't think Roethlisberger could reach anymore yeah no. <laughs> he's, he's definitely on his way out and uh we're almost on our way out too unfortunately we got one more game on the slate uh this is the Monday night game uh, for Zach and I, it's the Manning cast game. They're doing the playoffs uh, <laughs> Monday. It's the Arizona Cardinals at Los Angeles Rams. The Rams are giving four points to the cards. The total line is 49. Rams minus 190. Cardinals plus 160. I'm actually going to start first because this is my game where I have my Ooh, best bet. Nice. And it's actually, despite my Rams fandom for this entire season, I actually like the Cardinals getting four points here. It's a division opponent. They've played each other very close. Um, they split games this year, and obviously the last time they played, uh, the Cardinals did not cover for what it's worth. But I, I think the Cardinals, like I mentioned a couple weeks ago when they played the Cowboys, the Cardinals know who they are, too. They know that they're not 
where they want to be. They're not a powerhouse. They know that most people are going to pick the Rams, like, you know, on those like morning shows and all that stuff. And I think sometimes that galvanizes these, these guys. And, uh, it puts you in a, in a situation kind of like the Eagles were a couple of years ago where it's like it's like us not even against the Rams. It's us against the world. Everyone's going to bet against us. Everyone's going to pick against us, especially with Los Angeles being, you know, the the, the town that it is. Uh, and, and us guys recording a podcast, you know, probably expecting the Rams to win. That, and that's what the crazy part is, is I'm not even taking the Cardinals to win. I just want them to cover because I do see a situation where the Rams do win. It would be nothing short of a massive disappointment should the Rams back out of this round. But because of the opponent and because of what the Cardinals are going through, this Rams win is not a guarantee. And uh, like a lot of division games, I like taking the team with the points because those games tend to be a lot closer. So um, that's my best bet of the week. Arizona, I think that um, Kyler Murray gets it done. I think their defense steps up in a big way. We've seen Matthew Stafford and that offense go through some hot and cold stretches God forbid another pick six happens, might might doom the Rams, uh, Stafford. So uh, I like Cardinals plus four. We're getting a division uh, division game, getting the points. Love it, John. Uh, that that is um, probably my second strongest lean. Uh, same thing, Cardinals plus four. It's one of the model's biggest plays. Model makes it uh, Cardinals actually minus three quarters of a point. So technically it has the wrong team favorite. So some value on that plus one sixty. Money line. The one thing I do want to bring up is um, I want to harp on Matthew Stafford. Um, you know, you, what was the line? You can't. You could take the man out of Detroit, but you can't take the Detroit out of the man. Uh, yeah. He has been begging to give it up for the last like three or four weeks. I'm thinking back to the Vikings game where he's throwing like random picks on his own 10 yard line. Uh, same thing against the Ravens uh, the subsequent week after throwing some really bad interceptions. And uh, the one thing that I do want to bring up is. The variance of injuries, the Cardinals have been very much injured this year. DeAndre Hopkins is, is um, still out. He might miss the entire playoffs. Uh, J.J. Watt was activated but not dressed last week, so maybe he plays until he gets hurt again because, you know, it's well documented in my thoughts on uh, Mr. Watt there. But, no, it's one of those things where the, the Cardinals have gotten here in spite of all those injuries, and the Rams really haven't um, had anyone miss time besides, like, Cam Akers before – the uh, start of the year. So it's going to be one of those things where, you know, not saying that they're due. I'm not predicting. I'm not saying that the Rams players are all going to get hurt, but it's going to be one of those things where bear that in mind that some of these guys are playing their 18th game of the year while the Cardinals have guys coming back. Their last matchup, Chase Edmonds didn't play. I think he's the more dynamic running back there. Um, he's definitely a much better option than running James Conner into the line 15 times. I think that's going to be a boost. Uh, it's going to be more similar to the first time that they played where the Cardinals just ran all over them in their own building, a one mm. by 17. So I definitely love the Cardinals here. Um, this will be my personal ledger. And, uh, yeah, full agreement here. Yeah, I think um, both of you guys, I, I agree with that completely. I reached the same conclusion that you guys did, but it led me to the under, actually, instead. Ooh. Which, I mean, under plus the points is kind of correlated almost always. Mm -hmm. Just because mm -hmm. you're expecting – if you want an under, you want, you know, teams running the ball, good defense. In a case like that, you want the more points. You know, obviously, yeah. you're not predicting a, a blowout. But I actually like the under here. Public sentiment, I think, on both of these teams is that they just run wild all the time. They got – yeah. Two prolific offensive-minded coaches, and I think that their defenses are being slept on, and both offenses are actually sputtering in their own ways. Mm -hmm. So when you combine all that, I mean, it's hard to not like the under, uh, lean the under, or you know, at least take some points here like you guys did. So, so 
Look, I can't disagree with anything that you're saying. I think it's going to be interesting DFS-wise if you play the whole slate. Um, mm-hmm. James Conner might be the only back. It depends. See, this is weird because it's Monday yeah. night game. So, like, yeah. you might find out, like, Monday morning that there's no Chase Edmonds. You know, and, and that would obviously like me – like me. That would have me mm-hmm. liking the under a little bit more. But I don't know what the running back situation is going to look like. Um, and that's why I kind of stumbled upon this because of the DFS angle because I'm looking to – to play the six-game slate. But I, that's my official play here for this game. I do like the the under uh, in full agreement with you guys. Nice. Zach, what say you, dude? I am Team John. I like <laughs> the hey. game. Um, I like him to cover. I think it'll be a three-point game. That's my prediction. Mm-hmm. Um, Arizona is banged up, but... The, I don't know, man. Just it, Divisional games are always close, right? That's really what it comes down to. I can't really say what team is better than the other. On paper, the Rams should win this game, should be a better team. Uh, but I feel like the Cardinals have just kind of been slept on. They were at 1.7-0 and were lighting up the world. Yeah. Um, and I feel like they still have the opportunity to go out there. And, uh, and, and I mean, a, a huge story for me was if you guys saw – the Rams signed Eric Weddle to start this week. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, that's right. That, they did. 37 they that, that wow. desperate in their secondary right I mean, now? I didn't even see that. If that's the case, then the Cardinals should be feasting. I mean, that should be uh, – as long as Murray gets the ball out quick. I mean, obviously you're going to have Ramsey, who's probably going to lock up. Uh, is, Hopkins is not playing, correct? No, yeah, Hopkins he's, is he's out. Not. He'll probably just be guarding Kirk or not even shadowing mm. in general. So, in my opinion, like uh, – I don't know. I, I really don't know. Ramsey, I, I, in my opinion, I don't even know a receiver good. Like, who who's Ramsey going to be covering? Like, the skeleton of that, AJ That's why he, like, yeah, he might not even, like, stick <laughs> yeah, probably to Green. Kirk. Like, I, I don't know who. Look, regardless, I mean, you, you got to, like, you know, them to, to go with more of a run-heavy game script because of that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, uh, once again, division game, I think it's a close game. Um, heart of hearts, I do think the Rams win this game by a field goal. Uh, I do think Matt. And another thing with Matthew Stafford is you even said it. Uh, he's another one all season. He's looked like the MVP and he's looked like the fucking worst quarterback in the world. Um, so who knows what Matt Stafford you're getting? And this is his first playoff yep. appearance in God knows how long. Probably since Megatron was in the league. Yeah, and he's 0 three career in the playoffs as well. There you go. Yep. Anything else, gents? Um, Jono, anything? I think I think we we covered obviously all the games. I'm just playing around with DraftKings too. I know there's a lot of futures. Um, Zach, uh, as we talked about earlier, it got dropped from our last podcast due to some technical hiccups. But Zach, I believe you actually have a Super Bowl bet already placed. It's the Packers. Um, Packers are winning the Super Bowl. The Dean's dismay. No team is <laughs> on the same level as them right now, and they're getting healthier. Yeah, that's why they just got Bakhtiari back for the first time. Isn't that crazy? A guy that's been out all year plays just week 18 and then now is ready for the playoffs. Jair Alexander should be coming back soon. Yeah, I, I think that, you know, um, I think that you just have to look at, at you know, my feelings on futures. Although, uh, John, you read off in the beginning of the episode that we did really well on our NFC conference preview. I think it's just one of those things where, you know, it all depends. I have no reason to rush to get like a Packers or so, any team at plus 350. Out. I just have no desire for out. that. All right, yeah. the Packers are mm-hmm. plus 350 right now. They win next week. Those odds are drop. It's going to drop every yeah. single week. Yeah, so two weeks you, ago it was 7-1. to one. So it's so like they, they just keep you, winning. 
if you like the Packers or the Chiefs, because those are the two heaviest favorites, you take that bet now. That is my advice, because the odds are only going down after this week. Yep. That's it. Yeah, and fun fact on the Chiefs, uh, plus 450 right now. Uh, I do have that ticket on them, uh, plus 500 preseason uh, in a FanDuel promo where you get $20 every game nice. they win. So that's that's an interesting one. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be interesting to see. Um, I definitely think next week we're going to have a better um, you know, grip on Super Bowl futures, mainly because I don't see any of the wild card teams really making a far run if they, if they don't win this week anyway. I mean, I can't see the Raiders winning. Clip that if the Raiders do win the Super Bowl. That'd be funny. <laughs> also, in that NFC episode, there is a, uh, a clear clip of me saying, Rodgers isn't going back-to-back MVPs. You could clip this if you want. So, <laughs> oh, might have to clip it. I, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's so winning. He's like minus 500, though, right? Yeah, he's he's currently the betting favorite by by a lot. But um, listen, stranger things, as we know, have happened in the NFL. So place those bets. There, there's I I did see there's something on DraftKings called the stage of elimination. So you can actually bet each team where you know essentially every outcome, including winning the Super Bowl, you can bet individually. So. You know, mm-hmm. if you're really like, if you're really loving a team or fading a team, might be able to make some extra money just kind of scrolling through, through those props too. Um, it's actually wild to think that. I mean, I know it's computers and such, but like, like there's outcomes for all of this that has to be calculated. Like how? Mm-hmm. I don't know what metrics they put in to to for someone to bet that the uh, Titans might lose in the AFC Championship. Like, what does that even mean? But yeah. <laughs> either way, it's there. <laughs> you won't be hearing those kind of plays from us, but it's something that's interesting. Also, totally random uh, before we exit, I'm looking at my open bets because I'm seeing if I had any other futures. I do. After the so-called Hall of Fame game, I said I actually bet Bill Belichick to win coach of the year at plus 125, um, which wow. I, I mean, he's not out of it. I think the the scuttlebutt around the league is it's probably going to go to um, – Rabel, I think, or oh wait, I think that it's Rabel. It's yeah, I think it's going to be Rabel. Such an average team, and they're the number one seed. But yeah. man, after last week, how how do you not give it to Rich Basaccia? That's, that's insane. What, that's He's an what interim I'm Yeah, I don't like. I think like you know, uh, next year in the conference previews, not only am I going to say I don't like futures, I don't like these awards that are decided by the Associated Press. It's not. Stat based. It's not anything that you could look at. I mean, if Rodgers, obviously, we all said he's going to win MVP. He does not have even come close to having the best stats at the position um, in the in the NFL. That's just a fact. Um, I, I know he's going to win it, but it's just absolutely mind blowing to me when Tom Brady is has every single stat record, uh, you know, this year in the league. So that's going to be one thing too. This is all opinion of other people. So therefore, I'm way out on these. <laughs> So true, so true. Um, I think that's it, guys. I think we said it all. I hate to say goodbye. I feel like this is one of our shorter episodes. Um, And unfortunately, the game's just become less volumized uh, coming up. But it was a pleasure again, Joe, having you on. Uh, Dude, I love being here, man. Thank you. Yeah, of course. Thank you for being on. And, uh, you know, Dean and Zach, we're getting together. I'm recording remotely um, currently. I wish I could be with you guys. Um, But hopefully this COVID thing dies down a little bit. But... We will. I think I'm going to put a graphic together um, for social media about our best plays. Oh, um, yeah, let's recap. What's everybody's best play? Yeah, yep. okay, that's a, that's a good idea. Uh, so my, mine is the Cardinals plus four. 
Right. I got the Niners plus three. Niners money line. Bengals minus four and a half. Let's do it. Nice. I, hey, listen, we have, again, we're not, we're not just all chalk here. We're not just telling you bet Chiefs, bet Bucks. I mean, this is like, this is all within four points. This is, I don't know, this is sharp. I would listen to us if I wasn't the host and the, and the podcast fell <laughs> into my lap. I'd be like, yeah, these fucking guys, they know what they're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, well so, said. Yeah, we'll post that up. And uh, as always, thank you for joining us here in the Winning Ticket Podcast for having fun as minus 1,000. Joe Judge, hope you enjoyed that beer and pizza. Uh, hope, hope you enjoy a great whatever your career is next. Hope you enjoy the chow line, buddy. <laughs> Rest in piss, bozo. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, uh, and that that was uh, that was on behalf of John and Zach. No, but it's going to be interesting. And of course, you know, as um as the season progresses, we're almost done with the NFL episodes. I'm still going to be doing the college basketball ones uh, once the season ends. Um, of course, if you want bonus plays, just reach out at Winning TX Pod. I am not logged into the Instagram. That reminds me, but uh, I will have to get back on that. So uh, yeah, it's one of those things. Just reach out, and um, you know, we'll give you those bonus plays yep. if you want them. And then um, yeah, same thing with. After the NFL, we, we're going to talk about um, some off-season stuff, a lot of coaches moving. Uh, going to be interesting. Awesome. You got it, man. We'll see you guys after Super Wild Card Weekend for the Division Round. Have a great one.